Hey there, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Last Days. In these last days, my desire has been to just get to helping you know God's purpose for your life. We haven't touched on that yet, God's eternal purpose. But in order to do that, I've just been uh, sharing some things that I, I think are, are foundational and important to our our, our, our Christian life. Just basically understanding what the Christian life is. Understanding how God gets in us. Understanding how it's, it's so needful for us to spend time with the Lord. We've also been defining some terms like faith and love. Last podcast, we defined the word truth. And today, I'd like to define that word life. Life. What is life? That's such a simple word, but you realize the world does not know the meaning of life. They live moment by moment, scrambling, trying to please this flesh. That is not the purpose of life. They live constantly worried about what they're going to wear, what they're going to put on, what they're going to eat. And boy, especially in this day of this pandemic lifestyle we're in and everything that's happening in society and with our government across the world, it's driving people to frantically protect this life and they wonder irrationally uh, as and they live as though this life is all they have and they're so fearful why do they live that way because that is all that they have and so if this is all we have and this is all life means to us we're going to live in absolute fear and franticness franticness it is so imperative that we see what God's word says about life in the scriptures. There's three words for life in the Bible. Uh, there's the word bios or physical life. There's the word suke or the soul life, the natural life that's comprised of your mind, your will, and emotions. And then there's the word zoe. That's God's life. That's God's life as displayed on earth by Jesus Christ. Jesus who became the life-giving spirit and put his life in us that we call the abundant life. Today, I'd like to just look at that word zoe. This life is available. It's available to everyone, but it's easily available to believers because those who don't know Christ do not have zoe in them. But every believer has that has the Son has the life. Jesus said, he who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son, shall not see life. Paul said in Romans, he said, if any man does not have the Spirit of Jesus, that's his life, living in them, they are none of God's. They don't belong to him. Now, doctrinally, we could study the life of Jesus and what he did. We could study what life is to God, but it is the intention of God that we do not just know his life objectively. That's important. Okay, this is what life is. It's eternal life. But we need to subjectively experience that life. When we say eternal life, for instance, we just don't need to know that that is life that will never end with God. We need to know that the eternal life is more than that. What kind of life is between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit? What do they enjoy? What is their feelings? What goes on between them? The talk, the love. And then how can we experience that life subjectively? Well, it is God's deliberate intention. He is intentionally seeking for man to enjoy his life. 
Remember the tree of life? He put a tree in the garden and it was called the tree of life. But remember, there was another tree there. It was called the tree of discerning good and evil. What does that mean? That means once you partake of that tree, you'll be able to decide on a moment-by-moment basis what you think is good or what you think is bad. You don't need God. You can live your own life. And that's what people are living by today. That is not life. That Any life apart from God is not life. It was God's intention to live by God only as their source, thus the tree of life. Well, God knew that man would seek to turn to find his source of living in himself. So he planned that tree of life to be a symbol of the reality of the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ. God provided this life, this tree of life, through Jesus Christ. God's provision, or we could say God's tree of life today is Jesus Christ. And just like the tree of life, this life is to be partaken of as our food, as our life. Remember, Jesus told them, he said, if you don't partake of me, then you have no part of me. Well, that offended them. He thought they meant eat him physically in John. But he said, no, you need to eat my life and drink my life. And that is the way that you will live on a daily basis. Remember, Jesus said in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, he said, he be, it said, Paul said that he became a life-giving spirit. Jesus became the life-giving spirit. Just as much as Jesus became a man, and came down to earth to live the human life, which is pivotal. Just as much as the crucifixion is essential, just as much as the resurrection is absolutely necessary, in God's eternal plan, Jesus becoming a life-giving spirit is pivotal in God's eternal purpose, that he might put his life into us through the Holy Spirit. What is the life-giving spirit? What does he do? He gives life. Jesus is the life giver in our spirit through the Holy Spirit. John chapter 10, verse 10, he said, I have come that you might have Zoe, life, and that you might have this Zoe, life, abundantly, superfluous, exceedingly, abundant, Life. No word can describe this supply of life that he tells us is in his word. Um, This life was meant to be abundant. What does that mean? This life was meant to be. That means that his life was meant to be a constant supply. It is not meant to just be in there and give us a ticket to go to heaven. This life is not to be a mud puddle. This life is not to be a pond. This life is not meant to be stagnant or still, but this life is meant to be overflowing, enjoyed. It is to therefore have a great effect upon your daily life. Brothers and sisters, he is the life giver. He is not just giving life historically and putting it in you and boom, it's there and it's up to you to figure it out. But this life is daily present in your human spirit and he is giving life at this very moment through the Holy Spirit. Go partake of this tree of life in your spirit. 
So much to say about his Zoe, his life. But let me close by saying that God's life on earth when Jesus was here was obviously on display only in Jesus Christ. The Father said on numerous occasions, out loud so that everybody could hear, on the earth. And I don't know that he ever spoke out loud before. Don't quote me on that. But the, the times I do know, he said this, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The only life that pleases God on the earth is the beloved. The only life that pleased God is the beloved one, the beloved son. Paul says in Ephesians 1, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has accepted us in, capital B, the beloved. Praise God. So we have been brought into the beloved. The only life that ever pleased God, we've been brought into him and we've been accepted now in the beloved. So that after the gospels, the authors of the epistles from Acts to Revelation use this word over 50 times in addressing the saints, you and me. Beloved, which means God's life is in you through Jesus Christ, which means God is well pleased with this life. Amen. Mm-hmm.